Good evening, everybody. It's a great to have you join us tonight. I'm Fabrice Sonsão from the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth. I'm very pleased to join once again with Lawrence Saville from Bull Christian Spiritualist Church. We warmly welcome you tonight to another one of our online broadcast together. We are very pleased to welcome our guest speaker, Andrea Machal, from her talk about mental forces from the point of view of the spirit, Joanna Giangelis. Andrea is a volunteer at the Conscience Living Spiritist Group in Miami, in the United States, and is director of the events for the Spiritist Federation of Florida. Andrea, we look forward very much to our talk tonight. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, let me briefly give you some information about the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth. We run a full program of studies of Spiritist teaching on several days of the week. This teaching is revealed by the spirit to the 19th century French professor Alain Kardec, show us that everyone's personal spirit is immortal, and also show us how can we grow spiritually. We are an open group, so anyone can join us. Until the current lockdown, we had our meeting in Bournemouth. But during the current lockdown, we studied together online. If you'd like to find information about the group, about our study online, please message me on our Facebook page. So before I hand over to Andrea, let us join with Florence, who will lead us in our opening prayer. So Lawrence, over to you. Thank you, Fabrizio, and good evening, everybody. So if we could just fill our minds just for this short time, link in with that God of your own understanding. And we ask that we be stilled. We be stilled in our thoughts and our hearts just for this short time, that we may attune ourselves to the words of wisdom, philosophy and understanding that will flow and abound this night. We ask a blessing on all those who care for those in need, be it in hospitals, in the community, at home. It matters not. For when we are working within the realm of service, we are working for the highest and the best that we can achieve. And we ask a blessing across this beautiful planet that we may all come together as one, to rise up once more and to live a life anew, now fully understanding the true value of life, of this life as it goes on into the next life. Amen. Thank you, Lawrence. So it is now my great pleasure to hand over to Andrea Machal for her talk on mental forces. Over to you, Andrea. Thank you so much, Fabrício and Lawrence, for this uh, warm welcome. And good evening to you. Good afternoon, depending on where and what time you may be watching this. It is truly an honor, truly, to have been invited to be with you connected through the internet, yes, but also the ties of our hearts as we are pretty much getting together this evening, this afternoon, 
to be able to talk about spiritism and mental forces, a topic that we extracted from the book Glorious Days by the spirit author Joana de Angelis, which is psychographed by our beloved medium, Divaldo Pereira Franco. We also wish to point out that we utilize the book uh, Life Challenges and Solutions by the same spirit author, Joana de Angelis, and we also utilize the book, The Spirit's Book by Alan Kardec. We invite you to actually uh, consider reading these books and being in touch with the topics presented because we only have a very short time to talk about something that is actually very broad related to mental forces, related about the power of the mind, about our feelings, our sentiments, and pretty much everything to do with us, immortal spirits, incarnated, reincarnated in this physical flesh, having this physical experience as we continue on our journey towards spiritual growth. We would like to begin with a very impactful phrase by Joana de Angelis' paragraph, really, as she opens up the topic, Mental Forces in Glorious Days. She states, the mind is a dynamo of hard to catalog energy that radiates automatically according to its inherent emotional content. An exteriorization of the spirit, it is interpreted by the brain that converts it into an idea. As such, it becomes a vehicle for communication of various kinds. It is a radiating force whose vibratory rate is determined by the sender's sentiments. Right here, we have a lot to consider. Talking about how the mind is this dynamo of hard to catalog type of energy that radiates automatically. It is an automatic radiation, vibrant vibration frequency that has to do with our emotional content, whether that content is a positive or negative one. She talks about it as being an exteriorization of the spirit, whether we are talking about the incarnated spirit or the discarnated spirit. And she also brings forth a last phrase there that has to do with the fact that it is a radiating force whose vibratory rate is going to be determined by the sender's sentiment, by my sentiment, by your sentiment. We understand that various philosophers and researchers have already studied the mind and because of their contribution and also because of the contribution for spiritists uh, with the books brought on by Alan Kardec and also Francisco Candido Xavier, with this contribution of the spirit author, Andrea Lewis, and today we're talking about Joana de Angelis, we are able to probe a little bit further and have a broader knowledge related to this force, which evolves, which actually grows, and it allows us to have an understanding of the mental forces. And when we consider this, we find how empowering it is when we have an understanding of the fact that we are able to build around us the very type of atmosphere that we wish to live under. 
And we are not talking about Earth's atmosphere. We're talking about psychical atmosphere that we live in. Because of all the research that has been done so far, we are able to find a lot of the explanations also for many phenomena that until then was considered to be miraculous or supernatural. And here we're talking about perhaps the phenomena of telepathy among every other type of phenomena. And why not even consider the aspect of mediumship, how it actually operates, the mechanics behind mediumship. Joana de Angelis states that the power of the mind is neglected, is a neglected, powerful agent that is available to human beings who have not known how to use it properly. It's interesting that she brings that to us. A power of the mind that is neglected, this powerful agent that we have, this energy that in reality is responsible for countless instances of well-being or ill-being, of health, of illnesses, enthusiasm, apathy. We can see here how we are able to, should we stop neglecting it as this powerful agent, understand how we may be able to utilize it to provide well-being, to start actually trying to uh, deviate from the kind of thought, from the kind of thinking, from the kind of state of mind where pessimism comes about, where negativity comes about, where we are able to actually provide shocking, toxic elements to our own physical being because of the way that we think, because of the way that we resonate and vibrate because of the way we either raise up the frequency or lower it, always in according to our sentiments and emotions. She also goes on to say that the cultivation of hatred, jealousy, envy, ire, and other asserted and aesthetics of the spirit produces psychical viruses and vibrios that attack the body of the host and that of the person who unguarded inspire the production of such devastating waves, which the mind produces according to its moral constitution. Let's stop here for a moment. At the moment that we stop neglecting this powerful um, information that we have pertaining to our mind and how we think and how we feel, Joana Giangeli comes and brings us this paragraph right here that tells us that whenever we cultivate these type of negative feelings proposed right here, hatred, jealousy, envy, ire, she's talking about the fact that we are actually able to produce what she calls psychical viruses and vibrios that attack the body of the one who actually is having these feelings. Let's say I am the one who is filled with hatred so in that moment, I am able to produce these type of psychical viruses and vibrios. And not only that, I am actually able to attack the body of the person who unguarded, neglecting this information, inspired the production of these type of devastating waves, if in fact, the person's in tune with it. So the mind actually has this ability to produce certain things according to the moral constitution of the being, according to our moral constitution. 
She goes on to say, at the same time, ideoplasties, and here there is an explanation, ideoplasties, according to spiritism, is thought forms that are created by the action of the mind upon matter. So at the same time, these thought forms or ideoplasties, sustained by thoughts fixated on disturbing and violent ideas, contribute to the emergence of toxins that actually invade the body, upsetting its vibrational structure, causing it to become ill and working to destroy its defenses, its immunological factors. Can we stop for a second and consider the time of pandemics that we are living under right now? If we have this ability to provoke, to produce certain psychical viruses and vibrios, could we perhaps state that the current situation of the pandemic could actually be a contribution of how collectively beings of the earth are thinking and feeling? Could you consider that this could be a factor? Could we consider that perhaps uh, the type of uh, situation, the remedy that we could search for to try to stay away from the kind of devastating waves that are brought, being brought on uh, by minds that are vibrating in the frequency in its negative factor? Is there something that we could do to stay away from that? Is it that much of a power that I am able to try to seek health, to try to seek balance in a time of pandemic where I am not being affected directly? This is just food for thought for us to consider because she's bringing on a lot of information that we can no longer neglect, that we can no longer just turn a face away from, that we can't ignore. Ignore is something that comes to mind. A lot of people will say that ignorance is a bliss and perhaps it's no longer a bliss. When we have reached a certain type of spiritual age, perhaps we are in adolescence, going into adulthood, spiritually speaking, where we are no longer little kids, unaware of what is happening, happening, unaware of our responsibilities and contributions, not only individually, but also collectively in society. Mental exchanges, the type of mental exchanges that we are actually talking about here in the slide that we just offered to you from this amazing book, Glorious Dave, is much more prevalent than we can imagine. And as spiritists and spiritualists, whether we are conscious or unconscious, we know that the mental exchanges take place between men and women, discarnate and incarnate, incarnates to incarnates, and we can see how powerful all of this information truly is for us. Because since the spirit is thinking energy, it's what the benevolent spirits told Allan Kardec in the spirit's book, saying that the spirit is the intelligent principle of the universe. It assimilates the subtlest vibrations and externalizes them through mental waves that actually materialize, thus becoming an integral part of the whole through which physical life expresses itself. So just to give an understanding here, the type of crude aspirations, desires, resentment, jealousy, other type of low nature passions that are radiating sources of low 
basically low level mental energy travels in the direction of people and anything else that might be the target. So let's stop here and consider the power of social media and how we utilize that, whether for constructive or destructive times. If there is this thinking energy where we are able to assimilate the subtlest vibration and also externalize them through mental waves that materialize, symbolically speaking here, it becomes this integral part of the whole. So the type of uh, ideas that I'm trying to bring here, today the most powerful means of communication is social media. Facebook, Instagram, we have, uh, now we have this StreamYard, this wonderful tool, but how are we utilizing this to externalize waves, to externalize an energy that is going to be wholesome for others who are actually on the other side of the screen? Am I being someone who is promoting things that are wholesome, that is going to promote the being or am I promoting ideas that are externalizing and materializing that is going to promote hatred, that is going to promote intolerance, not only towards individuals, but cultures and races, religions? What type of attitude do I have? What type of conduct do I have at the time of pandemic, at the time of changes that are taking place in our planet? This is the type of thing that we should start considering when we read this information, the reality of our immortal spirit. We see that we can have a negative effect or we can have a positive effect. When it's a negative effect, we are going to see that negativity, self-deprecation, pernicious types of stimulations also answer for our type of nervous imbalances, depression, inner torments that are called by the absorption of sickly mental waves, whether it's our own or if we are in tune, those that are externalized from other beings who are thinking, who are feeling the very same way. Why are we talking about all of this? Because joy, idealism, ennobling achievements and ideas are generated and sustained by the mind and when that is exteriorized that is thrown out we are able to become in tune with the divine thought if we want to say it this way it's going to vitalize the center it's going to uplift and upbringing those that are seeking the very same type of energy to be able to feel sustained let's consider this how many people at the time right now are being affected in such a way, not having this information at hand, not having this reality that spiritism proposes to us, unknowing where to search to find something that could actually uplift them and sustain them through a crisis. If you and I are aware of this, the type of powerful message that we can send out by the waves that we find in technology, utilizing what we have best to actually uplift our brothers and sisters that are in need right now. People that are feeling the devastating impact of the type of negativity and pessimism that is going around the world right now, looking for something as if they are drowning in a sea that is filled 
with large waves looking for something that would keep them afloat. And friends, the one thing that could keep them afloat, and this is all symbolic, of course, is the wholesome thought and word that we can throw out into the world. This is something that is going to have an, a positive effect, not only on ourselves, our physical body, our mental health, but also the ones who are searching for something. And why not become instruments in the hands of benevolent spirits that are looking for incarnated beings to become the spiritual antennas here on earth while we are in the flesh. We are able to be in tune with these higher forces and promote also the type of wholesome energies and information that are being thrown out that hopefully the benevolent spirits will find in somebody like Fabricio, for example. He is someone who is utilizing his time to seek noble ideas. He is in meditation. He does uh, cultivate prayers in his home. He does look for enlightening material to read. And all of a sudden, his frequency rises and he becomes in tune with the benevolent spirits. All of a sudden, Fabricio is aware that somewhere, somehow, he can make a difference. And he goes into the internet and he starts promoting something that will bring hope and faith at the time of pandemic. Unbeknownst to him, on the other side of the screen, perhaps miles and miles away, someone will turn on the screen and say, maybe there is something that I can find that is going to keep me hanging on from committing a suicide. And they will find a message from Fabricio on Facebook, on Instagram, something that talks about the fact that there is faith in the world, that there is something that is going to give someone that idea that life is worth living. And all of a sudden, unbeknownst to us, we have just become instruments in the hands of benevolent spirits. On the other hand, when we cultivate conflicting thoughts and feelings, we also become instruments with those that resonate on the other side of life that are in the negative and low inferior natures. As we continue here, we are going to find that the pattern of our lives is always a consequence, according to Joana de Angelis, of the pattern of our thoughts. This is because in addition to the effects that mental waves have upon us, we also become attuned with equivalent vibrations whether it is for incarnated beings or not, therefore creating a more powerful waves that can either cause suffering, depending on how we are thinking, or uplifting ideas. And she goes on to say that any kind of motion and construction taking place in the world is the product of mental forces traveling from one psychical antenna to another, as we have just stated here, from one place to another building and demolishing, starting or stopping project. Now, all of a sudden, we don't feel so small. When we consider that we are actually able to be part of this, any kind of motion and construction taking place in the world is the product of mental forces that travels from one psychical antenna from Elsa Rossi, for example, who may be watching right now, to another, whether it's a discarnated being or not. This is why Joana Jangeli tells us that we should envelop ourselves in good thoughts 
and pray always so that our psychical forces may be of the positive kind. Prayer states our benefactor, affords attunement with the high frequency radiations of the divine mind, which will infuse and benefit us. So prayer is no longer just an aspect of religious aspect, right? Here's I'm saying aspect again. No, it's much more than that. It's science. She also states that if we remain uninformed about psychical exchanges, here is the aspect of neglecting this type of psychical exchanges or ignoring it, and we are not vigilant, we will suffer the harmful effects of many minds that seek out to steal or basically impose upon us, steal our vitality or impose upon us the not always so helpful influence, which also overpowers us. So somebody on a study yesterday asked us, how do we keep away from so much negativity where we feel that our energies are being actually drawn out, where we feel exhausted? Well, here's an idea. Prayer is actually going to help us. Guided meditation. Lawrence mentioned this in the beginning. We were chit-chatting before we went on, on live. Guided meditation, visualizations also is going to help us. We have the power to change the frequency, the psychical atmosphere that we live in. We know that there is a lot of pressure from the invisible world. The minds of the invisible world the presence of discarnated beings, they get mixed with our physical realm. There isn't a defining line between the invisible and the physical. They interchange, and it's only natural that sometimes we do feel the pressure from the spirit world. And we are able to actually swim away from those currents that try to take us away, that exhaust us as we try to swim against the current. We are able to seek the tools that is going to facilitate the process of being able to catch a fresh breath of air and be able to breathe in different atmosphere. We are able to do that. Whether we want to or not, whether we realize we or not, we are always attuning with mental forces that move about in the world. Our emotional identity is also going to have an impact because it produces emissions that connects us with other beings of identical vibrational rate. So here's something to consider. When we are exposed to someone whose uh, living style is filled with negativity, with pessimism, one of the things that we can do is try to offer another view so that we can try to assist that person, that being to modify the glasses that they're wearing. Perhaps it's cluttered, perhaps it's dirty, and of course it's all symbolic, but we can try to clear it so they can see things from a different perspective. Here with all of the material that we're bringing from Joana de Angelis, we decided to bring Ellen Kardec to answer a bit of the questions that has to do with the type of comment that we just made. If our emotional identity is something that is going to prom promote produce emissions that is going to connect us with other beings, 
we need to understand a little bit better about this factor so that we can empower, uh, promote a different type of identity, emotional identity. Here, Alain Kardec asked the benevolent spirits, do spirits have any influence on our thoughts and our actions? Pardon me, the thing went back. Their influence on you in this regard is greater than you suppose, for very frequently it is they who guide you. This is very powerful. And a lot of people will say, well, perhaps if there is an influence that I am unaware of, if I commit a crime because there was an influence of a discarnated being, then it's not my fault. Not so fast. We are the heirs of our own future. We are the authors of the pages of our lives. And we are in control of our own uh, actions. We need to start practicing vigilance, mindfulness. We need to be aware of what is this reality for the immortal spirit so that educated and instructed, we can act accordingly. Here we are, incarnated, reincarnated, Andrea Marshall Neto, reincarnated, knowing ahead of time before diving into the flesh that this would be the opportunity of a lifetime because it is the present where I would be able to work out the knots from previous existences. I also knew that it would be a world of trials and tribulations, that there would be difficulties. I also knew that I was an imperfect spirit filled with emotions characterized by the type of frailties that still compose me. Yet, I also understood that I had already developed qualities. I had already developed positive qualities that would work on my behalf should I choose to apply them. And I also understood that I wouldn't be left to chance, that there will be spiritual protection in the presence of our spirit guide or mentor or guardian angel, however we want to call them. There would be a higher order spirit, higher than my own, benevolent to try and guide me, assist me, exert an influence without trying to change my free will, my actions, so that in acting, whether make getting it right or wrong, I would be the one with the merit of having succeeded in this existence. And I also knew that there will be the type of negative influences of other beings who would try to have this type of very predominant actions upon me, upon my thoughts, upon my conduct, upon my action. And I also knew that I could modify that should I wish to. Forgetting all of that, of course, we know about the fact that we do forget about this as we dive into the flesh. There is this innate idea. There is this information that has been provided to us by the benevolent spirits that tell us that we have the information inside and we are able to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong, which is perhaps what led Alan Kardec to ask the spirits, do we have our own thoughts plus others that are suggested to us? And if that is true, then how can we differ between one and the other? They told Alan Kardec, your soul is a spirit who thinks by itself. Nevertheless, you must have noticed that many thoughts 
occur to you all at the same time with regards to the same subject and that they frequently contradict one another? Well, they are always a combination of your own ideas and other spirits' ideas. And this is what renders you uncertain. You have several ideas within your mind, battling it out with each other. So how can we distinguish between our own thoughts and those that are suggested to us? Well, they tell us that when a thought is suggested to us, it is like a voice speaking to us. Our own thoughts are usually those that occur to us at the very first impulse. We can also study it. All of a sudden, we are sitting at home and we are reading or thinking or doing something and we become engulfed in this feeling of rage, of irritability, not knowing where it came from. Could it be the influence or not? Or is it something that is within? There is this idea that we are out of control and we are not. Vigilance is going to be able to offer us a moment to consider why am I filled with irritation all of a sudden for my spouse, for my child, for my friend? Is it something that I should pay attention to and act on? Most definitely not. We would consider analyzing the sentiments, analyzing our thoughts, analyzing our feelings, and be able to determine how to react. We must then conclude with all of this that depending on the mental state that we nourish, we are going to attract the incarnated or discarnated intelligence for which we become the natural instruments, albeit in an indirect way. So this is something that is very powerful for us to know. Joanna Giangeli says, do not neglect the nature of your thoughts and aspirations, the things you say and how you act, because all of that originates in the minds. And should we be uh, the type of undisciplined person with an undisciplined mind, we become accustomed to the type of imprudent type of behavior, and we will suffer the effects of all of this. In this, she says, we breathe in the atmosphere saturated by our own psyche, living according to its own radiation. If we are able to ascend to higher planes by the means of prayers, wholesome living, trying, making an effort to get it right, we are going to be nourished by healthy energies. On the other hand, if we choose to descend into the pit of lower nature, we will be, in her own words, intoxicated by the natural morbid emanations. This is something that I bet friends that are watching right now, you know exactly how it is. Consider a moment where you felt very down about something. It's as if our physical body is exhausted, like a tractor went over it. Everything hurts. We feel the lack of energy. We feel as if we are unable to even leave our own bed until you have someone who may have become that antenna and gets us out of that funk and says, go out, get out of bed. Before we know it, when we are trying to modify that morbid psychical atmosphere, we are outside taking the rays of the sun and things start to modify. We start to breathe in a little better. We start to feel a little bit of the uh, relief, spiritual relief, if you will, 
and trying to see that we are able to modify what is happening. Joana de Angeli says, you choose the psychical realm in which you live and pursue self-realization. You choose, I choose, we are the ones who choose how we want to live. And she continues, your thoughts are a fountain of life that you cannot neglect. Therefore, grow stronger through self-knowledge. Self-knowledge is so important. This is what gives spiritists the rational faith. It's no longer led by imposition of ideas. This is why the spiritist body of knowledge came about with a book based on questions and answers. The spirit's book to allow us to grow stronger in self-knowledge, increasing our ability to correctly think in order to act even more appropriately. We are able to accomplish this. This is the powerful message that we are able to gain self-control, finding in a way the wholesome path for our existence. It doesn't matter the type of negative, uh, let's say past that we have had, perhaps somebody who always told us that we were worth nothing, that we had no value, that we would amount to nothing in this existence. They were so wrong because they did not create the reality that we live in, we do. And we are divine beings. Our father, our creator is the one who created us for happiness, to be able to develop all of the potentialities of the soul that lay dormant, but are there. As if seeds were actually there waiting through proper nourishment, symbolically speaking, be able to blossom, blossom all of the beautiful qualities that we have within. Is this the idea that we should have also installed in the minds of our children so that they can grow, not as beings who are going to be uh, narcissistic or feel that they're better than someone else? No, it's so that they can feel powerful enough to know that they can be a positive, positive outcome in this world, a positive effect in this world. And it is never too late to talk to that child. If somebody didn't do that for us when we were young, that we are able to embrace that inner child and talk to it saying, you are worth it. You are enough. This is what we need. This is the power of the mind, the mental forces that once cared for, amplified and applied, implements new wholesome ideas that is going to allow for better behavior, thus affecting positively our world. Educating our thoughts. Joana de Angeli states, well-educated thoughts acts positively on the nervous system and the brain. This is why she tells us that we should seek vigilance. We should seek meditation and visualization. As a matter of fact, she states that in order to live well and evolve properly, a profound self-analysis is indispensable for facing life's challenges and finding appropriate solutions. On all of the many methods, we are the opinion that meditation without religion or sectarian elements and more as a therapy than anything else offers the best mean for this profound incursion. She compares the mind to a rebellious coat, 
small force where it needs to be brought under control by the efforts that we need to make in directing it towards values that elevates and dignifies the individual. She says, the polyvalence of worries, appeals, and needs leave it continuously agitated or exhausted, incapable of making further contribution when out of the ordinary collaborations are asked of it. It finds it hard to concentrate and receive different ideas. So meditation, visualization is going to allow us to calm down that agitated, exhausted, and incapable of making rightful decisions to take a breather, to calm down and be able to, after meditating, after a visualization, find the best answers, the best ideas for whatever the moment is bringing us at that time. This is why she also talks about the need to have prayer. Prayer, because it's going to allow us to ascend to higher frequencies, spiritually speaking, and also the need to study our own thoughts. In here, she talks about well-directed thoughts. She says, thought materializes in the world of form according to the way that it is directed. She's just reiterating what we brought before. Educating it is highly important since it is an essential means for confronting challenges and finding the solutions needed for a healthy life. Normally, due to the bad thought habits that we actually bring through many, 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 many different reincarnations, actually, we sometimes think that everything we think that is negative everything that we do is going to have a negative effect. So she talks about being able to redirect our thought, get away from the pessimistic idea. She says that without even realizing, oftentimes because we decide to live in this type of negativity, pessimistic ideas brought on by many, many, many incarnations, or even this one, just this one alone is enough. She states that sometimes, without even realizing we are being responsible for mentally constructing what we unconsciously don't wish to be in any longer. She says, if they would just alter the way they look at life and the way they think, everything would change. It's interesting to consider this, change your mind, change your life. So it is a bad habit, Joanna Jungley states, to cultivate destructive, pejorative, troubling thoughts because emitting them will create factors that facilitate their condensation in the emotional and physical arena. Here is where she gives us an example. Victimized by masochistic learnings, human beings who love calling attention to themselves through pity. How many people do that? How many times have we done that? Seeking attention to themselves, to ourselves through pity instead of through sound, moral, intellectual, cultural, social, etc., values, always fixate on grievous complexes, mentally cultivating attitudes that generate unhappiness, developing a huge capacity for producing such effects. So she says when they modify their psychological structure by cleansing out that conflict that has been installed, perhaps through many different existences, they are able to redirect thought, 
redirect their feelings, their sentiments, changing them to modify the inner landscape of their own existences. And when they do that, when they redirect their thought automatically, it is redirected to the minds, to the beings who are there responsible for them, trying to allow them to seek alternate ways for growth, for seeking happiness, for creating uh, a life around them that is better, that is filled with joy, health, and also bliss. She goes on to say, that par excellence, human beings are what they think about and cultivate in their mental field, which ultimately materializes. As the intelligent principle of the universe, the spirit, their essence is highly psychical and it is in constant interaction with their physical organization. So holding on to peace or reaping the sick pleasure of living in constant turmoil will always be a matter of personal choice. The question is, what are we going to choose? It's a lot of information that we have brought here. But friends, if I can tell you anything about the positive aspect of reading wholesome books that is actually here to guide us and empower us, we see here how much joy and happiness is awaiting for us. Should we be able to simply understand the forces of our mind the understanding of how thinking and feeling has a positive or negative uh, impact in our existence, we are going to find that indeed we are divine beings destined for a future that is far greater than we can actually understand. Little by little, we are able to, through effort, through will and desire, modify that which we were not happy with. In a time of pandemics, when we consider all of this, we find that we actually can also have a very powerful impact on those who are insisting on cultivating pessimism, suffering, desperation, even creating uh, the idea that the only solution might indeed be um, suicide, direct or indirect, when people dive into substance abuse, searching for something that can actually um, alleviate their suffering we are able to be the ones who are assisting today. Spiritism came to my life and I became assisted. It comes to a point where we are able to get out of the patient's bed, the spiritist patient's bed and become nurses also, nurturing others when we are in a better condition than they are, nursing their wounds, nursing their way of thinking and being, offering them the type of information contained so that they can seek the greatest um, medical surgeon that we have ever come to know in the presence of our dear Jesus, our master Jesus Christ, and say, we are now fully aware of some of the lessons that you brought us over 2,000 years ago. We feel empowered and we know that we are not alone because you are with us. So we become nurses. And once we are able to do that, we are able to perhaps even guide them to the hands of the one true medical par excellence that we find in our beloved Master Jesus. With this, I'm going to throw back to Lawrence and Fabricio with hopes that we didn't bring a lot of confusion, but rather added somehow to 
um, the understanding contained here in these books by Joana de Angelis and Alan Kardec. Well, that's really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, when we were talking, I've been thinking, what came to my mind, um, do you know that picture of the iceberg? If you have 5% of the iceberg out of the ocean and now the 95% is just under the water that we don't even know what is actually under there. And that very much so what you've been saying, you know, we, we don't know enough about ourselves and we don't spend enough time studying ourselves because self-study is something so important. Mm -hmm. And the talk tonight has been all about that um, awareness of us bringing that importance to find out who we are and what we are about and how can we make ourselves better. And that, that is so, so good to hear. What do you think, Lawrence? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You, you said a, a few things. When you talked about thought forms, I forget the terminology you had for them. Uh, um, that was something that came back from my early circle days and a very big factor to deal with. Also, I am just loving the way it's... We're, we're getting the same thoughts all around the world. You have no idea what my address was on Wednesday, but it was based on know thine self, find yourself. And here you are two days later <laughs> saying the same truth from a different angle. And I just, you know, this is amazing. This is a quite astounding. It is noticeable that people are picking up on these energies around the world. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lawrence, there are a few comments on Facebook popping up. I don't know if you can manage to put them up so that we can go through. And I if anyone agree. that's watching us want to ask any question, feel free. We are taking some questions now. Here we go. So what does Joe... Sorry, over to you, Fabricia. I'll put them up. You talk. There we go. <laughs> <As> a plan. <laughs> Okay, okay. So what does Joanna suggest for us to do with people who victimize themselves and put the guilt upon others, not seeing that part of responsibility in a situation? Um, you know, a lot of the books by Joanna Angelis is actually uh, from the psychological series. They're very profound and they help us in uh, many different ways, especially in trying to deal with modifying our own um, psychological structure by trying to seek solutions and uh, help us and uh, hopefully others will also be helped in modifying some of the things that they have been clinging to which could be um, an inheritance from their past existence some of the things that they bring in their own spiritual archive um, and it can actually even, maybe it's even something to do with this life right now, how they were brought up, the impact uh, that perhaps their parents had on their existence where they become adults who, yes, victimize themselves. And not only that, they try to put the guilt upon other people as part of this, the responsibility in that situation. I don't have the answer as what Joana Giangelis would bring except in saying what she stated in this book here 
where one of the things that they can do is do just that, is modifying psychologically speaking their own inner world, uh, trying to assess what it is that they're clinging to and try to work proactively on that. Also realizing the type of suffering that they're actually enduring uh, needlessly, if you will. Today we have transpersonal psychologists and even psychiatrists who are able to assist the person even more in diving and getting more information on that iceberg that Fabricio mentioned with his opening comments and really getting to the gist of it to understand what is bringing on those type of feelings, uh, what we can do to help them as well. And I know that sometimes the first thing that comes is impatience because the person keeps complaining and everything is bad and they're victims of circumstances, but perhaps offering some of the books that Joana Giangeli has, Life Channel Vision Solutions talks a lot about that as well as well as other books that she has brought. I saw here a comment by Kardec Radio where she talks about Joanna having a lot of great books, including some self-help, small self-help books that offer a moment for reflection there and inspirational messages that could actually also assist them. And one of the things that we need to be mindful of is that we are all a universe within ourselves. I mean, Lawrence is his own universe um, that sometimes not even he has had access to it, to all of the intrications of his his spirit, all that makes up who he is. So we are all different. And the way that we react to things, the way that we feel about things is going to be very different. So what to us seems to be a very small thing, why is this person suffering about something so small? For that person in their inner world, it could actually be something very big, which has to do uh, with their entire historic being as immortal spirits. So compassion for those beings who insist on becoming victims of themselves and not having the courage to seek solutions for their problems. Also, another way is to own up um, based on their own responsibility, becoming responsible for their own actions. All of a sudden, if I am in a relationship, I can start blaming my spouse, blaming my partner for all the negative things that are happening, but perhaps bringing about the notion of the responsibility for the problem, the situation that is happening without promoting guilt and without pointing a finger, but perhaps offering a solution so that the person can also understand what may be happening around them. We have another question that is from Umberto, our dear friend Umberto. He says, dear Andrea, do you think we could profit from sharing cases of success and growth, not so much focusing on the personal level, but as an example of self-overcoming? Um, let me see. I'm, I'm thinking that he, he's probably talking about a spiritual profit, right? From sharing cases of successes and growth, or is he talking about a financial profit? What do you guys think? Let me ask him. Okay. Better. Let's talk about profiting from a spiritual uh, aspect of it. This I can't answer. I do believe that sharing uh, personal growth and success stories, perhaps let's say that somebody has finally overcome alcoholism, for instance. How wonderful to be able to share the ideas, 
not you know in a showy off type of way i'm the best but what i was able to grow and learn from what i what tools did i use to be able to overcome that what type of solutions am i seeking to keep strong so yes i do believe that uh sharing with each other um open up with each other may actually become beneficial to other beings as well who may find themselves in the very same situation perhaps it's um a, without exposing other people right because this is something that we also have to take into consideration if uh, fabricio is somebody that i know um has over overcome let's say a situation where um i don't know give me an idea fabricio so i don't make up something about you and people think less of you and i know about it of course i can say that i know of a case without exposing fabricio or if i am uh, courageous enough we are able to yes through our times look at our own lives and see how some of our actions um with a positive outcome may actually benefit someone else. So yes, I do believe that it can actually be something very good. Why not? Yeah, and he just answered, yes, he was talking about a spiritual um, profit. Okay, yes, perfect. Oh, there he is, spiritual benefit. Thank you. <laughs> so we have another question from Jamie. He said, Jesus said that kingdom of God was within us. Do you think he might have been alluding to our psychological outlook how what a beautiful question yes the kingdom of god being built within us the qualities the virtues all of the things that we are seeking is actually within us so yes this is why in the beautiful book i do believe that it's coming out pretty soon and there i say the contribution of translation of one of the viewers right now the book the good news boa nova is soon to be uh, released by the Brazilian Spiritist Federation in which Jesus is actually walking around the town and some of the people that are there started mocking him and they asked him, Nazarene, what are you doing in town? And he says, I am looking for the foundation of building the kingdom of God um, in the hearts of men. And they mock him, not understanding what that meant. So yes, I do believe that he was alluding to our psychological outlook and also all of the virtues that uh, we have, that we are able to build, to bring up, to grow within us. So yes, we are able to build the kingdom of God within our hearts. That's great. So Andrea, I can't thank you enough for being here with us tonight. Um, it's coming up to the end of our event. Is there anything you want to say before we can um, pass it over to Lawrence for the closing prayer? Um, just thank you guys so much uh, for bearing with me, for your patience. Sorry about any uh, information that might not have been answered. And uh, I thank you for watching and for the invitation from both of you so much. God bless everyone. Thank you. So our next event is going to be on the 21st of August. So we're going to have um, our speaker is Geraldo Lemos, and he's going to be talking about the characters of the Spiritism Revelation. And that is on the 21st of August in two weeks time. Mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence, um, any final consideration from you before we do the closure prayer? 
No, I just want to thank you all. Thank everybody for watching. Thank you so much, Andrea. Absolutely wonderful talk. And you answered quite a few questions that I've been dealing with the last few days. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. So closing prayer. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So once more, dear friends, we just draw close to ourselves just for this time. Send out our thanks to the God and the realms of our understanding and trust in that knowledge and that faith that despite our own outlooks, all things are where they are due to be. This time is a time that we must journey through but we can voyage on our journeys. We can go through our travels by holding deep that faith and that trust in the light and the love of Jesus Christ, of the great spirit of God and of our own spirit also. Amen. Amen. So I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who is watching us. Thank you for being with us. And I hopefully to see you all in two weeks time on the 21st of August. Have a good evening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you and good night.